Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Praise God. Well, glory to God. Welcome back, Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, uh, and it's a good day. It's a glorious day. Uh, Jesus is Lord. Praise God. And so we're going to get into something today that uh, I just I just kind of want to, I don't know, something that's been on my heart lately, and uh, it's in John 15. And he says here, uh, verses 1, says, I am the, the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Uh, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. And the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. It says, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and a man gathered, gathers them and casts them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. So here he is. He's talking about bearing fruit. Now, you know, this is not a, once again, you know, we, we can, if we read this through the wrong filter, uh, we can read this as, you know, this kind of, you know, or else mentality, like bear fruit or else, dun, 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 you know, and, uh, and, you know, and it can, get, it can get taught that way, you know, like, oh, you know, you better, better, better bear fruit, you know, you're going to be cast in the fire, you're going to be burned, you know, I don't even know what that means, you know, I don't, there's not a whole lot of elaboration on that, you know, but, uh, but still it can be taught through the filter of fear, and that's not how this is supposed to be taught, even though it's serious, even though, uh, you know, Obviously, Jesus means what he says. It's a very serious subject, and uh, fruit is a big deal in our life. This is not um, an or else mentality. This is a promise. This is the promise that says when you abide in Jesus, fruit will be born. And he goes, just like the branch doesn't bear fruit of itself, except it be in the vine. Now, that branch, it only bears the fruit. It doesn't even produce the fruit. The branch doesn't produce anything. The branch only bears the fruit, okay? It's the DNA of the tree that produces the fruit, right? And so he, here he's saying this is as easy as he's literally trying to, to give us a promise. He's not trying to labor us or burden us with some kind of, of ultimatum of like, you know, once again, a bear fruit or else. You know, this is this should be joy. This should be fun. The gospel's good news. Praise God, right? I think sometimes forget we forget how much good news the gospel is. We think it's good news with a couple things that that you know are like you know it's good news unless you don't do this. Bye bye. No, this is good news. This is supposed to be a promise of our relationship of God as as us with Jesus and bearing fruit is as easy as a, as as the vine as the branch connected to the vine that's how easy it is and if we're not bearing fruit it just means that we need to get closer connected to the vine that's all you know if a branch is not connected to the, to the vine it says you can't bear anything of yourself and he goes, just like the son, the son of man can do nothing of himself. Jesus is like, I can't do anything by myself. I only do what I see my father do. But he makes this statement here. He says, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you will and it'll be done for you. And he goes, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So he says that, that, that um, us bearing fruit is, is, uh, happens when all of our prayers are answered. Man, that's a good thing, right? 
you know, what <laughs> I think sometimes we forget that the that the goal of prayer is to actually have them answered. I think sometimes we actually forget that 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 having prayers answered is is kind of the big deal, right? Uh, you know, but the the problem is is that we you know and I'm just going to speak real transparently here is, uh, and I'm not the only one who's ever said this, but understand the problem is, is that, is that we've gone so long without having our prayers answered that instead of finding, instead of, instead of expecting to have our prayers answered, we actually find a contentment in the prayer itself. Like, like somehow prayer uh, is not supposed to be answered. And so we're like, oh, we're just finding our joy in praying itself. Well, I understand I love prayer when it's talking about communing with my father. Okay, communing with my father, I love that type of prayer. But then there's the other type of prayer that says, if I ask anything in Jesus' name, he'll do it for me. See, that, it says, herein is my father glorified when I bear that fruit. God gets glory through answered prayer. He doesn't get glory for me praying and praying and praying and not having anything done. Or praying and praying and praying. See, this is like I don't know. I, I think sometimes we kind of we we kind of tiptoe around not having prayers answered, and so we 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 kind of try to make excuses for it, or we try to make it okay, or we try to make it like not that big a deal or something because we don't want to sound unthankful or unspiritual or I don't even know what it is, but but we we make excuses and uh, and. We need to realize God wants our prayers answered more than we want them answered. He wants his prayers answered, and his prayers are bigger than our prayers. His prayers make our prayers look like garbage, and yet he wants his prayers answered. Okay, that's that's how much he wants prayers answered. Okay, and we, I, I, this is a great thing to understand. If if he gave us prayer, which he told, which he did, Jesus gave us prayer, and Jesus said, "This is the this is the the, the focus of prayer is your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." That's that's the standard of prayer, okay? And so um, with that, though, that tells me that if he gave us prayer, he didn't give the angels prayer to pray. Angels are not praying right now. Angels do not pray for us. We have an intercessor called Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit interceding for us, but uh, we're, we're the ones praying on the earth, right? That means that we are the highest vessel for prayers to come to pass on the earth. We are the perfect vessel. We literally are the perfect vessel for prayers to come to pass on the earth. The problem is, is that we here we are the perfect tool for it to happen, and yet we have denigrated our expectation into something where we're like, we're going to pray, and we're going to wait and see if it happens. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said if we pray anything according to, his, to anything in his name, he'll, the Father will do it. That, that he might be glorified, praise God. That our joy might be full, you know, where our joy should be full in answered prayer. It doesn't mean that we're not thankful. It doesn't mean that we don't, we don't, we're not, we're not grateful for God. Uh, you know, if if such situations don't change, it just means we know a situation should be changing, and so. Uh, I, th- I think we've we've taken our expectation off of prayers, and that's not even what I'm talking about today. But anyway, uh, but this the but here he says though that 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 we bear much fruit in, in this whole text, uh, verses one down here through like verses uh, eight or so is is talking about bearing much fruit, not just bearing fruit, but bearing much fruit. And he even says, you know, earlier on he says if if we bear fruit, um, he says every branch that bears fruit does not bear fruit is taken away, but every branch that bears fruit is purged that it might bear more fruit. So he's talking about the fact that God's God um, has designed us not just to bear fruit. He's designed us to bear more, much fruit. That's our design. Okay. The reason why we purge a plant, we're not punishing the plant. 
Okay, I think that sometimes, once again, we kind of get into a punishment mentality or punishment filter that we think God's always punishing us for doing things. And so we get kind of, um, uh, we get in this mode where we never want to displease God because we're afraid of something. That's not, that's not a, a, a relationship that God wants us to have with him. You know, if, if I have that that filter, then I'm going to look at this first saying, oh, if I'm being purged, because it's almost like I'm being punished for not bearing enough fruit. That's not what this verse says. He literally says the DNA that we have is to bear the most fruit possible. And there's a process by which we will bear the most fruit possible. And that is even when we are bearing fruit, if it's not in line with our DNA, there's a purging that takes place that literally separates us from the limitations that we put on ourselves so we can bear even more fruit. Praise God. We are designed to bear the fruit of the kingdom of God in our lives. We're designed to walk around carrying fruit of the kingdom. We are designed not to produce to produce fruit, but we're here designed to, to bear it. We're designed to carry it. We're designed to, to, to that branch manifest fruit. It literally displays fruit. It is the fruit displayer, right? It is not the fruit producer. It's the fruit displayer. But now here's the thing. This is really one. I didn't even I'm getting off track here, but what I really wanted to get into is um, just something really simple is that only mature trees bear fruit, right? And here he tells us, that we're designed to bear fruit. That means we're designed to be mature. And that's not an indictment against us. It's an acknowledgement of who we are. I, I think what's happened, though, and this is something, this is really what the Lord's been talking to me about of late, is that as the church, as the body, we have um, relegated maturity to heaven. Like we're only going to be mature when we get to heaven. That's not true. That means that we can't bear fruit until we get to heaven because only mature trees bear fruit. Right, we know that. We know that only mature animals bear fruit. There is a time where, where, where animals reach a certain age, and then after that age, they've come to a certain level of maturity physically, and then they bear fruit. Right? They actually have children. Right, They have kids. You know, there's a time when, when trees, when they're seedlings, they don't bear fruit. You know, when they're otherwise, you know, if they did, they would be like the Charlie Brown tree, you know, like hanging over. Look, that there's the apple tree. It's got one apple on it. And here it is bowed down to the ground because it's got one. It's, it's not big enough to bear the fruit. It's not strong enough to bear the fruit. But trees are designed to grow for a certain time and they get through the seedling stage. They get through the sapling stage. And then then suddenly they, 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 they become a pole. You know, there's a different stages of tree growth. And then suddenly they, they get to the place of maturity and when, when they get to the place of maturity, that's when they're strong enough to bear the fruit. The DNA to, to, to produce fruits and then the whole time. But the strength of the tree is what puts a demand on the DNA of fruit production. That's an interesting thing to me. The DNA is in there the whole time. The DNA of that tree didn't change from when it was a seedling to a sapling to, to whatever. So when it was a seedling, it had the DNA to produce fruit. And when it was a seedling, it wasn't designed to stay a seedling. It was designed to be a mature tree producing fruit. Okay, happened to be a seedling then, and so it grew up. And so here it is. Now it's a mature tree and it's bearing fruit. And the sign of its maturity is its fruit. Okay, but but you understand, it, it doesn't mean that, 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 that the tree doesn't grow, grow leaves anymore. It doesn't mean it's done growing leaves. It grows leaves every season. Leaves fall off, leaves come on, leaves change, whatever. You know, and just because, you know, when we have a, when we have a mature tree that, let's say, is a conifer, you know, is a heart, is a, is a, is a um, you know, um, 
uh, it, it has needles and cones instead of leaves. And it's an evergreen, put it that way. Uh, th- just because it becomes a mature tree, it doesn't mean it stops growing. It's just growing from maturity, right? It goes growing from maturity and not for maturity. See, there's a there's a season where we're growing for maturity. Okay, granted, there's a season in our life where we're growing for maturity, but then there's a season where we're growing from maturity. And I think what happened, though, is somewhere along the line, we kind of got talked into the fact that we couldn't be mature here on the earth or that, that, that this life was all about growth and never about maturity. And that's not true. Here he says that we're supposed to bear much fruit. And, and, and he would not, there's no asterisks on there. He literally is saying we have to, that, that if we don't bear fruit, we're not, actually, we're not actually representing the kingdom. Our joy won't be full and God's joy won't be full and, and, and he won't be glorified until we bear fruit, which means he's not glorified until we're mature. Doesn't mean he doesn't love us. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with his love for us. He loves us no matter how much fruit we bear. His love for us doesn't change. He loved me while I was yet a sinner, right? He loved me so much he sent Jesus. So it's, his love for me is not equated to my production of fruit. That's a, that's a works mentality. He loves me all the time. No matter if I never bear fruit any day of my life, he still loves me. He still blesses me. He still favors me. I'm still the apple of his eye. You know, I'm all these things. But there's a, a level of glory that comes into the earth of God through the fruit that I bear. Praise God. Now, with that, though, here's like I said, my point in this is that we have to stop relegating maturity to heaven or to some other day, and we need to understand we need to adopt the identity of maturity. It's okay to say that you're mature, right? You know, there's there's a time, uh, and the, the, what he really likened it to in, in just a few days ago, I was just sitting there and he started talking to me about the physical human body. And, and how he was showing me was how the physical human body you know, we, you know, my body, you know, as far as, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was not, you know, I'm, I'm about 5'10 now or whatever. I was not born 5 foot 10 inches. You know, my mom was very thankful for that, I'm sure. But right, I, I don't know how big I was, but you know, kids are only, you know, however long they are, however big they are. But, you know, they're not, they're not born full grown, right? They're not, their bodies are not born mature. And so you get born, you start growing. And you're even growing before you're on in the earth, right? You're 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 growing in in the womb, right? And so, uh, so you you reach a certain point, and then you come out of the womb, and you get born in the earth. And by that time, your organs have reached a place where they can function on their own. You know, you can breathe on your own. Your heart's beating on its own. Everything's okay. You know, it's functioning on its own. And so now you're on in the earth, and now you're continuing to grow. And so your your body is growing in stature. Right? You're actually growing however many inches a year. You're you're you know you're you're putting on mass. You know your 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 bones are growing, literally growing. They're getting longer. They're getting bigger. Uh, your organs, your 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 organs are growing to match your body. All this stuff. Is happening as you're growing but then there comes a time when that stops right there comes a time and it's a different age of different people right but some people they stop growing when they're like 13 14 15 some people stop growing when they're 18 you know i think my dad stopped growing when he was like 21 or something he was, uh, he, he, like with me i i you know how some people they, they they hit puberty right and so they grow a lot in a short amount of time I, you know when i was like when i was a junior in high school i at the beginning of my junior year i was like five foot two and then by that time next year, I was five foot ten, you know, roughly therein. And uh, and I, I I stopped when I was about seventeen or eighteen or whatever. But um, I only grew a little bit more after that spurt. But I grew a bunch in a very short amount of time. Now here's the thing. Now I, I reached that 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 you know the, the peak of my physical growth. 
as far as my bones aren't growing anymore, my organs aren't growing anymore. Now, I can work out and my muscles can get stronger, but I don't get any more muscles. You know, I can get them stronger. Praise God, I can get my, I can get my organs stronger. I can get different things stronger, but they're not growing anymore dimensionally. Okay, my bones aren't growing anymore dimensionally. My bones can be strong, but they, they're not growing anymore dimensionally. And so everything I'm doing now, I'm doing, I'm growing from maturity. Right. And that actually happened from like 18 on. And here's what the, here's what the Lord showed me is like here. He uses that as a, a shadow form of our growth spiritually that here we're growing up spiritually. We're growing emotionally. We're growing all these different things, but we should be growing from maturity and not for maturity. And, you know, my, my growth um, and this I know there's a paradox in this. People don't understand how this works, but he literally showed us how it works in our human body. We, we are very familiar with this concept because, like I said, we can grow stronger as we get older uh, the, the more we do. But now I'm growing from maturity. I'm not growing for maturity physically anymore. I'm growing from maturity. Uh, I can grow. My brain is not is not getting any bigger, but I can get smarter. I'm growing from maturity, right? Emotionally, I'm not a child anymore. I'm emotionally mature, but I'm growing from maturity in emotional things. Praise God. I'm growing spiritually, even though I'm made in his likeness and his image. I'm growing spiritually. But here's what I want you to see, is that, is that the amount of time that I grew physically on the earth is a very small fraction of time that I'm going to be on the earth. Okay? So the amount of time I'm going to be on the earth, the majority of the time I'm going to be on the earth, I'm, grow, I'm not growing physically anymore. I'm growing from maturity, not for it. This is how it should be spiritually, that we, we have to, we have stunted things because we still think that maturity is the goal. Okay, let me say that again. We have walked in a level of deception and stunted things because we have believed that maturity is the goal. Maturity is not the goal. Maturity is the platform we begin from. Okay, you get that? Maturity is not the goal. Maturity is the position we begin from. Okay, I when I became a man, like like Paul said, when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I be, became a man, suddenly all kinds of things were available to me. When I got mature, when I be, got mature, now now things happened in that process where I got a driver's license, and I and in that process of maturing, I got I got you know my education, you know just just to learn how to do things. When I became when I'm maturing, I know how to use tools now in my maturing. But now I can do things with a level of freedom that I couldn't do when I was a child. Because now I have authority from a place of maturity. And so the value is not in the maturity. The value is in the fruit that comes from maturity. It says here that we will bear much fruit. Fruit doesn't begin until I'm mature. And so I just really want us to, to uh, you know, I know people might be wrestling with this a little bit, but that's a good thing. I want you to wrestle with it. I want you to take this and be like, oh, man, my, my goal in life is not maturity. My goal is fruit. And, and fruit will come through a natural process of maturity. When I come to God in a mature way, he will bear fruit through me. And, 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 and he doesn't just want me to be satisfied bearing fruit. He wants me to bear much fruit. I'm designed to bear much fruit, but we have to be okay with identifying as mature. And I think sometimes we, we, we have been duped into thinking that humility says, no, 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 I'm just always growing. I'm always, no, no, but don't do. And so we end up having like crutches. Like we, we, we have these crutches that we've, we've, we, we hide behind crutches and shields. And they're, the crutches like, well, you know, there's always this process of growth. When does that end? 
it doesn't end when I get to heaven. I'm still going to be growing in heaven, right? But understand, it doesn't end when I get to It ends here when I choose to actually assign myself maturity. When Paul literally said, hey, I have finished the course. I've, I've completed everything that I'm supposed to do here. You know, that means he saw the finish line. It was attainable and he attained it. Praise God. You know, and now th- that means that we we should come to a place of maturity in our life where we start doing things from maturity instead of forward, and that's when we bear fruit. If we haven't been seeing the fruit, it's because I believe one of the biggest problems in the body right now is we haven't adopted maturity as our identity, and we're afraid to almost because we think it's prideful or something. You know, if somebody asks me how old I am, I shouldn't pri- I shouldn't be like, well, I don't want to say that I'm fifty. 53- because you know that might be, might might make me sound like prideful or something. No, it's a fact. If, 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 if uh, how tall are you? I'm five foot ten. Oh, that's prideful of you. That you, are you saying that you've attained to five foot ten? How prideful of you! Can, you see how stupid that sounds. But see, that's how we make it. We're like, you know, I remember one time. This is a, this is really interesting because uh, the Lord really had to deal with me about gifts and callings and about anointings on my life, uh, where I had to stop walking in false humility. And I'm I'm a very humble man. I'm I'm very very humble. It's not prideful to say so, okay? It's not prideful to say that you're humble. The fruit of the Spirit, one of them is meekness, which is humility. And if I can say that I'm faithful, if I can say that I'm, I'm kind and gentle, if I, can, if I can give all the credit to God for making me who I am, then I should give him credit for making me humble too. Praise God. But understand that, that here... Um, I had to get over a false humility. And I remember one time I was talking to a, a guy, and, and I literally just met him a few days earlier. And uh, he'd been in ministry a long time. He's, he's a really good guy. He flows in the gifts and callings of God. And, uh, and we're talking. And he, sa- he, he asked me a question. He said, he said so he goes, you're, you're a teacher, aren't you? And I go, yeah, I am. Now, he didn't really know me. Uh, he had never really heard me teach, but uh, maybe as, you know, a, an offering message or something. But he goes, he goes, you're a teacher, aren't you? I go, yeah, I am. And he goes, he goes are you in the office of the teacher? And I go, yeah, I am. I'm in the office of the teacher. And about like a second later, he goes, is it weird for you to say that still? And it's funny because he knew. I, I go, yeah, it's still, at that time, I go, I, I go, yeah, it's still a little weird for me to say that. He goes, yeah. He goes, I, I, I've been there before. You know, because we think it's prideful to say that we're in the office that God put us in. Is it prideful for somebody to say that they're the CEO of a company or that they're, that they're the president of the United States if that's who they are? No, it's not prideful. It's just stating a fact. But you see, until we take the identity of where we are, we can't walk in the fruit of where we are. And so I just the, the, the word says in Colossians that the word bears fruit in us from the day that we hear it. That there is fruit that's coming from the word. The word is mature, and it, it's, it's, it, the word is looking for an equality in us to bear fruit from. The word is mature, and we need to say, okay, I am mature in the Lord. I am strong in the Lord and the perfect and, and the power of His might. I am. I am. I am. I. Yeah. I'm still growing, but I'm not using. I'm not using my growth to hide behind. I'm not using it as a crutch to say one of these days I'll get mature. One of these days I'll have what God's called me to be. One of these days I'll do what God's called me to do. No, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. Praise God. Today he's called me to the the, the fruit the, the word of God bears fruit in me. It's matured fruit in me from the day I hear it. Praise God. And I walk in the goodness of God today. And he is mature in me. And the love of God is on the inside of me and that's mature love. And see, we have to begin to identify with maturity. And, and stop putting it off till one of these days I'll be spiritual enough to do that. Now, today, 
Praise God. I love it because God literally, he showed us over and over again how he is not waiting to, for, he's not waiting for uh, um, a time frame to pass before he puts gifts and callings on us. He literally had the disciples, Jesus said, go out and, 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 and say, behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. They're not even saved yet. He hadn't paid the price for their sins yet, and he's telling them, go out and say, behold, the kingdom of God is hand. Raise the dead, heal the sick, you know, cleanse, uh, cleanse the lepers and cast out devils. And they did it. Praise God. <laughs> you know, and yet they weren't even saved yet. God is, he, he is always inviting us to do things from something and not for it. And so when you got saved, it says that when we entered our salvation, we received the end of our faith. There is a maturing that happened when we got saved. My spirit man is mature. My soul is growing, my, my, and obviously, you know, things are happening, but I have to do it from a place of maturity, and that's when we will bear much fruit. I believe that most of the time we are not bearing fruit because we think maturity is the goal instead of the beginning. So, Father, right now, I thank you for that. I thank you for just revealing that truth to us, Lord God. I know, Father God, it's a paradox in, in your kingdom, but we just thank you, Lord God. We walk in the fullness of what your word says. We humble ourselves to what your word says. We want you to be glorified in and through us, and we do it as we bear much fruit. Father, we thank you, Lord. We are the highest chance in our lives to bear fruit. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.